welcome everybody uh, once again this is deconstructing the psyche this is michael this is amy and here for another week let's do this another good week yeah yeah hot summer week yeah we had a american friday at the mall <laughs> So we, we decided to watch, as we mentioned last week, we decided to watch Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. And we went to a, a, a the local mall mm-hmm. and yeah. we got we entered the mall at 1 p.m. We had food in between the two movies and didn't leave the movie theater until 9 at night. Yeah, that's a... Eight hours in the mall. Straight up American weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just spent the whole day in the mall you know what it did remind me of that movie mall rats yeah which I, I i would say we should watch yes and talk about here love mall rats i gotta watch that movie again i've only seen it once i've seen it censored when it was on the usa network yeah we gotta watch that and clerks yeah i used yeah. to have lines memorized from mall rats <clears throat> wayne's world Lafourzes? You don't know who Lafours is? They don't know who fucking Lafours is. Lafours is the oh man. See, I forgot. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta watch those movies. But yeah, we had ourselves an all-American yeah uh, weekend or day. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, it was. We're gonna do both movies tonight. We're gonna split this into two separate podcasts. We're gonna start with the first movie that we saw. Which was Barbie. Oh yeah, Barbie. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I, I was actually hoping that they were gonna play that song at some point. It has that song has nothing to do with the actual Barbie franchise and I, was, I think a lot of people hate that song. I was but. reading from a friend's post that I think Mattel sued Oh yeah, they sued that, that band because of that song, but the the court realized that that song was not a plagiarism mm. of the Barbie yeah, franchise. Because Barbie is a, it's not a, it's a proper name. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you can actually make money off of that name necessarily. You, no. there's a certain likeness of the doll probably that you can't use, but bar anybody could name their child Barbie or call something Barbie because it's a proper name. Well, it seems Barbara is a proper yeah, name. Barbie, Barbie is a uh, but that's a, yeah. But still, it's a it's a nickname for Barbara. It seems like anybody could use that, and you can't sue somebody for using that name. The only way they would have gotten through with a lawsuit would have been if they actually. So the Barbie brand mm-hmm. had that song before them. Yeah. Then that would have been more of a proper lawsuit of you can use our song for your own gain. Yeah. Um, they they had no basis for their lawsuit. Yeah. Maybe we'll play that song for the intro as we come into this episode. That would be a what great idea. <laughs> if we get stri- no. stricken for copyright. Then we'll, get, we'll get sued by uh, <laughs> Aqua... Aqua, I think that was the name of the thing. Right? Aqua something, yeah. Aqua Four, Aqua Teen, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. One of those things. Man, that song is so old school. I remember. <laughs> I don't know if you had this. I remember watching that song on the box. Do you remember the box? <laughs> <laughs> the box of what? The box was this. this uh, it was 
before MTV, uh, or it was during the same time they showed. They had this yeah. channel called The Box, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. would play every music video. And you on could the box. call. You could uh, um, call, request songs. Yeah, like if you paid money, right? I, yeah, I think so. But I was like a kid, so you'd watch like all these different songs. I think you'd have to pay fifty cents for the call, and then you could type in some five-digit code for a certain music video. <laughs> Um, oh, the old days. Good times. Before man. you could watch videos on YouTube. And oh, yeah. there are certain music videos that have 4 billion views or some odd number like that at this point. Like Sorry by Justin Bieber or Shit. the Spider-Man song by Post Malone. Those songs have like 4 or 5 billion views. Yeah, no. I like our time All you more. have to do is get... Uh, watch an advertisement every every time you view it. You didn't have that with the box. Yeah. You just had to pay them to watch videos. You had everything on yeah. that. I think we could go on for this conversation for a while, but maybe we should talk about the movie. Sure. What? <laughs> that's why. That's why we're here. What do you think? What do you think? They're paying. <clears throat> this is what they're paying us the big bucks for. Yeah, that's why we got our sponsors. <laughs> we can literally talk about anything right now if we want, but <laughs> we will choose to talk about a Barbie movie. Well, we're sticking to psychology. We have free will. Movies. We do have free will. Yes, that's why we spent an American weekend yes. at the mall, which yeah. was... That was gr- our choice. And it was a good choice. Nobody made us do that. We we did that on our own. We sat through Barbie. Everyone was wearing pink in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Except for us. Except for we were us. the only two. We were the two ones wearing all all black. Yeah. Everybody else pink. Yeah. I, the thing I didn't understand about this movie, and I don't understand why people <clears throat> even... If you watched the trailer for this movie, I think you had a good idea. You could get a good idea of what this movie was going to be like. And it was not a... It's not a kid's movie. Oh, I, I don't no. really know why people were bringing children to this movie. Even if it's PG-13... Oh, no. Eighty percent of that movie is over a kid's head, and they just be bored it's most over of the time. Most adults' it's, heads, uh, yeah. Most, I most mean, adults there, it's so not, high concept. And most adults are not aware of what the, the concepts are that they're speaking about in the movie. So yeah, I mean, there's a scene Patriarchy, when the, feminism. Yeah, there's a scene when the teenager lambastes Barbie when she comes to her school, yeah. and goes on a verbal tirade and. Everything that comes out of that girl's mouth is over probably 80% of the audience's head, even if they're not teenage girls. Like adult people like you're talking about probably don't understand mm-hmm. most of what comes out of her mouth during that tirade. <laughs> no, I, I really think you, you would have had to study, actually have to have aware of those kinds of political yeah. views to understand what she was yeah. saying. And it's not above like... You just have to be aware or have read these sorts of things to understand. Yeah. It's sort of the basic argument, though, for me. It still feels like the basic argument of patriarchy, of consumerism, yeah. what Barbie stands for now. And it's sort of not saying anything new, at least to me. Mm. Right. These are things that social psychologists have talked about for a long time. Yeah. Or just people who are aware. Like what? Consumerism. They do yeah. have always consuming these things. Barbie was a part of that, mm. right? And that she, the young girl to Barbie's face, said these things to her. Yeah, you're a part of the problem that really take women back. Okay, yeah, you know, and not you're not really helping women. Yeah. But Barbie's idea was no. Yeah, at least in Barbie's world. Yeah, 
women had high paying jobs they were the ones in charge not men that's that's interesting uh we're starting off at this point because that scene when she when the junior high school girl i'm assuming that's about what grade she's in she's in sixth or seventh grade she said she was a tween so yeah yeah she goes on this tirade against barbie it seems like that's the only one of the few not the only but one of the few parts of this movie where they're actually delivering a valid criticism of barbie and the materialistic and consumeristic Hmm. aspect of the doll because if you think about it this movie is it's being produced by mattel oh okay i don't know if you saw that i didn't see that's part of i mean it's mattel is incorporated into this film and it's a big part of why this movie is even being made is they have to approve of this film and so you can't really go too hard against mattel or go too hard against the things that they're promoting which is rampant consumerism and buying products and buying things Mm -hmm. They, they they can only go against that in this like little bit of a scene and then kind of forget about it the rest of the time and and the rest of the movie makes it seem like oh barbie's a you know this great thing that really helps people and is pushing feminism further along and is and helping people in all these great ways like really is it <laughs> i don't really know if it is it's a kind of it seems like kind of a stretch to me i think it's i th- i was reading today that there are so many different barbie dolls now and it wasn't like that before mm. but barbie now has added more um, inclusivity. Okay. The brand has added more inclusivity of different cultures and different body types. Yeah. Of Barbies now, which it wasn't the case before. Mm-hmm. I I think before there was this idea of a tall white woman, blonde haired. Yeah. As being the ideal standard of beauty, but I, the woman who made Barbie was white though, and mm-hmm. for her that was her standard of beauty. Mm-hmm. We all have our own standards of beauty. Mm-hmm. Mexicans, mm-hmm. blacks. Yeah. Whites. Yep. Asians. There's this idealized standard of beauty, but I, I think it's good now that there's more diversity as to what, sure, how we behold beauty. But it wasn't like Definitely. that before. No, yeah. yeah. And I agree with that part. I mean, I think some mm-hmm. of that stuff is really great to see. There's different types of Barbies in this movie, not, in, not just in terms of I guess race, it, but in terms of body shape and uh even occupational stuff it's like oh it can be anybody it doesn't matter i guess I if you're the that. stereotypical type i guess i say that really because there there should be some desire for acceptance of one's own body type in terms yeah. of women when back then there was a prevalence of yeah anorexia nervosa this was during the time we were talking about the box earlier, but during that time, that was the era of supermodels. Mm. Remember Cindy Crawford, Naomi oh, Campbell? Yeah. Huge problem. Yeah, but they, there's this idealized way of looking at a woman yeah. back then where yeah. it was um, a size zero was a beauty yeah, standard. For sure. And Waif thin. 
Yeah, but we didn't have what we had today where like girls came Kate out. Moss. Kate that Moss. Was a good she came afterwards, but she yeah. was towards the end of the era yeah. of the supermodel. Yeah. But before then it was those women like Cindy Crawford. I think Kate Moss did was during that time too. Yeah, you're right. Um but like I was saying now girls are more shown these images through social media. And back yeah. then they used to get it through magazines or soap operas or even the movies yeah you know we had the julia robertson sort of things like that yeah there is sort of this idea of wanting to become like them it's not like the before but the issue with that was there was more of a prevalence of eating disorders back then in terms mm. of you know girls wanting to look like that or be that way yeah for sure i i mean i i don't doubt that there's some positive effect that comes from the Barbie dolls and the brand in terms of what we're talking about. I just, I go back to this idea about how this is a, it's still a a doll. It's still a product. It's still a thing that you're trying to get people to buy. And one of the ways I look at this movie, this is a huge advertisement. The I knew, movie is I knew a, you were going to say that. It is, though. The movie is a big advertisement. What it, when we went to the movie, we're in oh my line for standing for popcorn. Yeah. And freaking the, Corvette. Well, to the left, you see the huge Barbie box that everybody yeah. can take a photo in. Yeah. And so, where are those pictures going to go? They're going to go on your Instagram, on Instagram, on uh, TikTok, Facebook. whatever yeah. it might be. That's a promotion right there. Yeah. Every time somebody sees that picture, it's Barbie. saying, hey, look, the Barbie movie's out. Let's go see the Barbie movie. Then what do you see when you go to the concession stand and you look forward? There's a fucking Corvette Barbie. $65 Corvette. $65. It's actually a 1964 Corvette for $64.99. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you're, you've, you've already spent 60 bucks. For you and your two kids or whatever to to go to see this movie, now you're gonna buy popcorn, and all of a sudden you're buying sixty five dollars more worth of Barbie shit. Yeah, now you because it's right in front of your face. And where is that money theater. going? To Mattel. To Mattel, yeah. It's all going to the same place. It's all an advertisement. But then you it's go in, then you go into the movie, and it's Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Ken, Ken, Ken. They're speaking the name throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you think they say Barbie in this movie? How many times? Oh, God. 200? Not 300? Even. No, dude. Like a thousand fucking Crazy. times. Crazy. Ken? Ken the whole fucking what time. Is, what is the way that these dolls transition from Barbie world to the to the real world? They use it by using toys. It feels <laughs> Every, like we were they, watching... They go on a... <laughs> We were watching like what they used to do with the Power Rangers. Oh my god! Like yes, like with the Power Rangers. Yes. Like I wanted to write about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. I, I, what happened with the, the Green Ranger? But yes. I wanted to write about yeah. this because that was some For sure. huge consumerist market, which yes. was like every episode of the Power Rangers featured the next <laughs> toy that was coming out, and they yeah. figured out that kids are going to be watching that. Yes, and say, "I want to be the Green Ranger. I want to be this Ranger." Yeah. Well, whenever they use a, the flute, yeah. the, the guns, or the weapons, yeah. or even the uniform, they're like, "Let's go yeah. buy it." Yes, that became like a billion-dollar industry. But yeah. guess who suffered during that time? The actors did. The actors didn't get paid shit. Mm. They 
a lot of them left the Power Ranger franchise because yeah. they were not compensated appropriately. Interesting. Interesting. You know, but that that's even what's happening now with the actors now with the strikes or whatever. I'm sure. But I yeah. mean, going back to what you're saying. Yeah, but they have, like, that. you could actually argue that if you brought your child to this movie, oh my God. They, they at least liked that scene, that transitional scene where they go between Barbie land and they go to the real world oh. when they're going on the plane or the boat, whatever the different you know what? vehicles are. Oh my that's, that's <laughs> There was one scene when they were leaving and Barbie finds Ken in the back seat. She screams, he screams, the Corvette flips yeah. over. It's the same pink Corvette oh, yeah. that you can get at the yeah, theater. For sure. You can buy that fucking yeah. car. But I, all all those things are <laughs> are products of Barbie. I should have bought that. And shit. so you're watching these things and then the kids that whoever whatever kid you brought for some fucking reason to this movie, I don't know why. They, that's the thing that sticks out in their head at the end is those vehicles that they just saw in that movie and they're yeah, like mom i want bring it. me bring me to the store right now we're buying that shit yeah or pink or barbie like someone else was posting too i'm that. sorry i'm i mean i'm someone cu- else was posting i'm cussing too. a lot i i don't think i've cussed this much on a podcast yeah, before but there's a lot of, this is actually really riling me up right now there's a lot of sailor when i'm watching here. when i'm talking about this i was not expecting well, this to happen Target. But it's it's happening. Well, someone was posting on Instagram. For me, it's not surprising anymore. But someone was posting that Target and Walmart started to release more Barbie clothing during this time. Oh, I'm sure. What about that uh, sweater that we saw at the end of the movie? Oh, I'm Ken enough. I'm Ken, I'm Ken enough for I'm right? Ken, Ken, Ken enough, enough or yeah. Ken enough. And it, I and it's a it's it's a beautiful sweatshirt. It's I actually it. nice. It looks, it looks great. I want it. And the first thing you say. Ooh, how much is that sweater? Let me look on my. Let me go look on my Instagram after this to see how much this is. Oh my gosh! What about the uh, Chevy Chevy Blazer? That was another one. (laughs) That there was. It was a huge Chevy commercial. There's there's two Chevy Tahoe. Oh, they they get a. They make sure when they're diving into the car, they make sure that there's a shot from the back that says blazer on it so you know exactly what kind of car what kind of is. model it was because they don't want you to question it you at see all. the chevy logo logo the little bo- nice bow leather tie. trim inside oh yeah beautiful but the logo it's important because you see the bow tie and shining yeah throughout the car chasing you're like what kind of car is she driving because mm-hmm. that car handles so fucking well and she gets away from the bad guys as a mom yeah driving a chevy a red Chevy. I want that car. It was like it was off roading. It yeah. was going all over the place. It jumped over a freaking freeway on ramp. Nice. And it got away from the bad guys. I loved it. From two- I wanted that car after I watched that movie. I wanted sure. that. I'm about to trade my Subaru in for that Chevy Blazer. Yeah. Because I want to drive like that. I want the Barbie Corvette. But I mean. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's a complete advertisement. It was a huge commercial, and that's a thing, you know. But the, there's a me, there's a message no. in this movie. I'm not, and uh, so I want. I don't want to. There's didn't. two contrasting messages in the movie okay. because I was also reading that the director. There was a scene, and this was a, a special scene mm-hmm. when Barbie was sitting at the bus stop, and she looks over at an old woman. Yeah, that's a great scene. I love that scene. The director said she wanted to keep... It's a woman. The director is a woman, which is is important, right? 
Yeah. She saw things in a, diff- in a different way. And I'm glad that it was a female who directed the film. Because it, it, I think there was some passion or there was trying to be Definitely. a message behind Definitely. the movie. But she says that she wanted to keep the scene despite... Um, I, I think the producers or studio heads saying they wanted to remove the scene because they felt it was irrelevant. I wonder how much you had to fight for actual relevancy in this film because mm-hmm. there's a lot of smart shit in this movie like yeah. we were talking about at the beginning and there's actually some really heartfelt times in the film or I mean I was getting choked up watching parts of this film I'm yeah. not gonna lie. When she was reminiscing with the oh, original yeah. creator of Barbie. Oh for sure like that was that's getting at you right there and yeah the the director i think she wrote it as well she did a great job there but even with what you're talking about there the fact that she had to fight for that part of the movie shows you that there must have been some some real Michael. control issues going on in the yeah, creation exactly of this and you can watch it you can see i agree with you you can see that there are two opposing ideas in the film. Mm. There's one, I think, the, the vision that the director probably yes. had, saying that she wanted to talk about the reality of what Barbie was doing to society, and then it was a commercial. So there were sponsors for the film as well. For her to get away with, with making a Barbie movie was probably ha- her having to pay her dues by, you know, having the sponsors well, this on is the her show. Big, this is her big payday. Yeah, it is. You gotta imagine she made buco bucks off of this film. Yeah, and she's not. She hasn't. The, the movies she's made before are not huge movies by it, Hollywood standards. No, this is a big. This film is a blockbuster him. film. It is, and the money they made, they made so much fucking. It's money already made one hundred and fifty million in like three days. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, so it just speaks to what the compromise that one has to make. Yeah, when creating a blockbuster film. Yeah, but that's quite a compromise there. Just to make sure that were giving Mattel a lot more money. What what production company was this made by? Film? Mm, I we don't know. know. Universal, perhaps? I think it was Universal. Look that shit up. What company is it? Heyday Films, Lucky Cap Entertainment, NBGG, Pictures, Mattel Films. Oh. Distributed by Warner Bros. Oh, Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. They distribute it, yeah. but these other ones are the production companies, yeah. Mattel. But Warner the uh, Warner Brothers, Mattel, those are the big names yeah. right there. And yeah, Warner Brothers is huge. Mattel, I don't know what their company is like at this point, but... Robbie, so she has her own production company called Lucky Chap, and she's okay. a part of it too. So she's a associate producer, probably. Yeah, Hey Day Films is her. Okay. Oh, Lucky Cap is her. Yeah. So there were a lot of different sponsors for this film. I don't know. It felt like those two opposing views, and it just felt like a lot of moving parts. Yeah. I think it's, to be honest with you, it just looks like it's hard to make this kind of a movie now. Yeah. Like a blockbuster movie with some sort of social relevance. Mm. One is probably better off making a lower budget film with less, I, I guess, studio money. Yes. To be able to share a message. Like, the other movies that we've seen, like, Oppenheimer is one we're going to talk about next. Yeah. But that one was giving off a real message as yeah. well. Yeah. But even the other the other movies we've seen, Melancholia, right? Yeah. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Mm. These movies didn't have the same kinds of sponsors. Yeah. It wasn't like that, but they yeah. did give off a real message behind it of 
this is how I view society, and this is how society is. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because it, Barbie's also commenting, like on the other films we've watched, that there is an issue in society, and it is consumerism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and uh, yeah, I don't but are they, totally believe uh, it, though. Are I mean, they rejecting that idea, though? That's the, they're not. It's kind of like con- conflicted because oh, they say not. that there's something wrong with consumerism, but then at the same time, they're really really promoting it in this yeah, film that's why there's it's contradictory and that's why i'm saying some of the arguments about patriarchy yeah. and about feminism are very basic yeah right and yeah i think maybe they wanted to go further they probably could have gone further but they became a commercial for chevy yeah and a bunch of barbie products and mattel they kept saying mattel throughout the whole thing yeah yeah because a lot of this, it seems like part of this film, they're trying to tell women uh, primarily that, you know, you can be whatever you want and you can choose your own career and you don't have to have a, no. a man necessarily in your life. You can be whatever you want as long as you trick men into fighting each other. Okay, tell me about that. Remember, so in the film, yes, Ken comes back to Barbie world and yeah. gives patriarchy to the men. Yeah, he then changes the world around and makes it more of a patriarchal society. Yes, men are now in control. Men are now the ones who vote. Women are now allowed to vote. Are not going to be allowed to vote. Yeah. Um. So the way they decide to trick men in terms of patriarchy would be act like a woman in the real world. Will act helpless, act like you need a man to give these things to you and to help you. Once you do that, the man is now forced to, to try to help you and now do this. Yeah. Make, the, make them fight amongst each other, make them jealous of each other. Yeah. When he's so in love with you, ditch him, right? Ditch him and find another man. They're all on the same beach and they, yeah. they she, she's with Ken. Yeah. And they're all Kens in the movie. They're, all the guys in Barbie world are Kens and all the bar, women in Barbie world are Barbies. So um, once the Barbies make the Kens fall in love with them, they decide, you know what, uh, you're kind of boring. I'm going to go find another Ken to yeah. talk to. Yeah. And all the Kens become jealous of each other, which then creates something in society, which is a fight. Yeah. You know? Competition. Yeah. Um, uh, well, they were already competing, and then it turns into kind of like a war-like competition. Yeah, that's something we should afterwards. talk about, too, is the competition amongst men. Yeah. But it became a competition, and that's how the Barbies decided to defeat patriarchy, at least in their world, was to manipulate men and take over a society. Yeah. I mean... Is it manipulating? It's you playing on people's emotions. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we could also argue that maybe that's what they're saying about how uh, patriarchy came into effect in a way is that men were playing with women's emotions or were manipulating women in some way. I think men and patriarchy did not care about women's emotions either. Mm. They only cared about in patriarchy. You have a woman at home. She takes care of the kid in the house and you barely talk to her. Yeah. You know, you have... you Just pay- like a secondary she's aspect just, of life. She's just another object, yeah. just like your car, just yeah. like your, yeah. your your dog or your yeah. home or your white picket fence. She's just a part of the American image or the American idea. Yeah. But that, so life. that's kind of what they're doing, though, in that end of the movie is they're 
treating the Ken's like objects too. Right? Yeah. They're but kind that... of disregarding them and the saying like you're replaceable. Yeah. But, and Today's I think that, girls night can go home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that makes sense in connection to the end of the movie because they're the end of the movie. It's like, neither of us should need each other. We should want to be together but if we need each other, then it becomes a problem. It's kind of like codependent relationships then. And we need to kind of be living our own separate lives in a way, as opposed to I'm an appendage of you, like, or you're an appendage of me. That's what Ken was for Barbie. Was Ken yeah. was an accessory. And I think that was good that that was noted in the film. Yeah. That Ken was an accessory for Barbie. Yeah. Right. And that's how he felt. He's like, I'm made for you. I'm created for you. But in, in reality, if we want to make it more of a human relationship, we can look at relationships as if you're a man, a woman's arm candy for a man yeah. or vice versa. Like the yeah. idea of a trophy wife or a tro- trophy husband. Yeah. You know, I think it's playing at, at that sort of <clears throat> reality that society as it is now is consumeristic. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that people hold each other as objects. Yeah. Right. Um, women are now often viewed as objects through the lens of only fans or yeah only fans is one of the main ones mm. and even instagram so like porn sites you mean well yeah porn sites the the value of a woman is now yeah in in terms of her body parts yeah that's all she has to offer to men yeah but i think there is becoming a shift where people are now saying if that's all you have to offer me is just sex yeah then what are you of value to me you don't yeah. offer me anything but just that i yeah. can fuck you and then leave you yeah yeah which is quite sad but that's consumerism mm. we we have partners we we we're with them and toss them aside that's a problem with tinder that's a problem with bumble and all the other dating apps it's I can choose you, that fuck, is interesting, sleep yeah. with you, and then discard you as if it's nothing to me. Yeah. And it's sort of discard you as if you are a plate of a fucking hamburger or a McDonald's. Because the same thing. I yeah. can get on Tinder. I can, I can fuck around all these people. Yeah. And guess what? I don't have to talk to them again. They, yeah. No emotions. It's just sex. Yeah. And guess what? That's the problem with society in that way because we're not really value, valuing the human being. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think Barbie comes to the realization of that's how I treated Ken when Ken started to treat her that way. Yeah. He's like, you're just uh, you're just an object yeah. to me. And how does it feel now to, to be told that you I don't have time for you today? Yeah, she, for sure. Yeah. He tossed her aside just yeah. like she would toss him aside. So it does show you another contrast, which is extremes are not healthy oh yeah you can't have total patriarchy totally or to- total ma- matriarchy exactly there has to be a balance between both yeah, yeah. Because, so we talk about the animal anonymous mm. every human being has a balance of both mm. a masculine and a feminine yeah but it's about understanding both sides of yourself and accepting both sides of yourself and yeah i think oftentimes we're told no don't mm. do that you you either have to be all this or all that right it wasn't until the end of the movie where we realized something about Barbie. Mm. She has a vagina. Mm. Right? At she the come, very end. At the very end, yeah. she's happy that she has a vagina. 
but it's, it does show you one thing. It's like, I'm a woman. I'm accepting of me as a woman. Yeah. Which I think was important for them to emphasize in the film. Yeah. Because there's sort of this, this thing of, well, I can just change my body parts. Mm. I can become a man or I can become a woman at, at, my, at any desire just on a whim. Yeah, for sure. But we're seeing that for some, being a woman, it's meaningful. Yeah. You know, and I, I think for Barbie, it was meaningful to be a woman, to mm. have acceptance of herself and autonomy away from a Ken doll, right? But she was also asking Ken to be his own person, too. Exactly. You know, become yourself. Yeah. And he's like, he realized, yeah, I'm, I don't need you to validate my existence. Yep. I can validate my own existence, yeah. too, without you. Yeah, the... Uh... <laughs> I, I as I'm listening to you talk, I, it just keeps bringing me back to that consumeristic idea, though, and the you know the fact that we're kind of getting a lot of examples in this movie of uh, how you can kind of toss people to the side and you can disregard them and you don't have to really um, pay attention to them, and it goes on on both sides yeah, of, of the does. gender spectrum, and it does then. But that does tie in like what you were saying with the consumeristic society where people are seen as things and objects and what you can kind of disregard and throw away whenever you feel like it. And you don't have to kind of take into account how the other person is doing or what's going on with their situation. And like everybody's just kind of replaceable in a way. Yeah, but that's Hollywood too. That's Hollywood. That, that's yeah. any. It's interesting, and they hire from what at least I've seen. I've never done that. Actors, right? They, mm. every, there's so many actors with one role, and they all look yeah, the yeah. same. They're all like if it wasn't Ryan Gosling, there was another person right behind him waiting looks, to get into line for that role. It right? looks exactly like yeah. him on that day, like any other woman that looks like a Barbie who looks for exactly sure. like her on that day. For sure. So they they just they can choose people. Right and discard them like oh you don't fit you don't fit the role yeah. that I'm looking for yeah I'll go with somebody else there's sort of a cutthroat sort of society in that way it's the same thing that's, with the Barbie and the like all the Barbies and the Kendalls in the movie though too yeah right like even though they're different um, ethnicities ethnic backgrounds yeah. and they look a little bit different any one of those women could be Barbie yeah. any one of those men can be Ken regardless of their race and but I think the thing that we're talking about is that they're all just replaceable things and they're they're just filling in the same role and they're and they're they're kind of playing these parts that don't aren't distinguishable from each other well another part of consumerism is the factory line right yeah the conveyor belt line right yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's another part of consumerism. <laughs> it's, sure. like, it's like it's a production of a Barbie doll. Mm. It could be a production of a person. It's sort of the idea of creating um, another model that looks the same as the other model. And yes. I mean, not as a male model, but as yeah. a human being. Slight differences. With slight differences, but in the next model of person that comes around. And that's consumerism for you. The idea of the conveyor Updated belt. Updated products. Yeah the the best the newest and the best at the time and so that's you know margot robbie right now she's the newest and the best at the time but yeah 10 years from now 
she's not going to be that anymore. Well, and ten years she's before, gonna be forgotten about. Ten in years a way. before, it was Angelina Jolie. Yeah, there was whoever. Brad Pitt. Yeah, um, the new is the Ryan Gosling, right? But there used to be Brad Pitt. It used to be a Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. It used to be a Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. It used to be these other guys. So it was just interesting that the older generation, yeah, now is getting older. They all get phased out. Yeah, well, they're getting older, and then we're having a newer generation come in. But I think we're losing a real quality of something. Because I really feel that we can make great films, but we have to take the big studios maybe out of it. But they're the ones who pay for everything. Mm. But there can be really great films with people who look like people. Mm. Not this great ultra superstar, but a person for sure. who who is a person. Yeah. One movie that I thought was interesting that we saw was Men. Mm, yeah. Although it was kind of sick at the end. Yeah. That was a good movie, I yeah. thought. So it's such a fucking mind bender. Yeah. Yeah. But showing kind of normal looking people, not people that look like Hollywood actors and actresses. These people were had unique features. I wouldn't say they're normal. Yeah. But they look like people that you would encounter For on sure. the street. For like, sure. But to be honest with you, it doesn't... I don't think you have to be this great Hollywood act to look like this part. I mean, some do, people do, but... I think for me, what matters most in a film is what you're trying to say, mm. the message you're trying to give off. What story are you trying to tell? Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the film, we have to have people who are appealing to, to the eye, right? Or interesting to the eye with an interesting dialogue. Yeah. So we can say, okay, part of being in a film too is can I model myself after this person? Can I, are they attractive enough to persuade me mm. into believing in their argument? Yeah. Right. And part of that is, that's what happens with people. We, we, we tend to believe those who we find appealing to mm. us mm-hmm. or we would like to become like, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But, um, when, I guess when we elevate that standard so much, I think that really turns people off. The center. What center are you talking about? Hmm? What center are you talking about? What do you mean? Center? Oh, I thought you said we, when we raise that center. Oh, I feel like when we raise that standard of beauty oh, to the standard, point, okay, yeah, standard of beauty so much it feels like, uh, I, for some it might feel like you can't reach that. No, how could you? Right. And we we see these the actors in the movie, mm-hmm. even though you know, like we we're commenting on Ryan Gosling and how oh, that dude chi- looked dried out, how chiseled he looked yeah. in that movie. I mean, yeah, he looked ridiculously cut in that film, but he actually is in that type of shape in some way. And he got that way for this role. He looked really and, kind of, uh... you know, the, the actual person that's playing these roles, they're not too far off from the the act the characters that we're seeing in this film mm-hmm. they're not too far off from looking like barbie or looking like ken in real life no they and they mean... they have to present that way oftentimes too when they're out doing the red carpet or when they're in public when they're going to places they can they they have to keep up this facade all the oh, time what a facade but i think it talks about um john last name Bullyabard's theory where there's this idea of hyper reality mm. there are Ken, are Ken dolls like a Ryan Gostin or a uh, Robert um, Margot Robbie yeah um, 
became reality. Yeah. When you see them on the red tar- carpet, they look like their characters. Oh, for sure. Just as beautiful, just as, you know, chiseled as they were in the movie. Yeah. But then that goes into his idea of hyperrealism where we bring out what we see on TV into reality, yeah. which in fact, it's not real. Yeah. Because I guarantee you he's not looking that way all the time. Yeah. You can't be that cut up yeah. and that dried out, yeah. at least to that point all the time. No. Right. But you, And it's funny because you see... Um, a lot of I think women actresses do this more often than men is they do the these things where they show themselves without makeup and how they look out without makeup yeah and they put it on like their Instagram or whatever but they're not doing that all the time they don't go out in public like that they wear they wear all the makeup they get all done up when they go out in public and so yeah you can show that to me and present that to me but the dominant image that you're putting out there is the one of you but, being made up and looking perfect. And that's what everybody sees. And that's yeah. what everybody is looking towards. In that's terms their of job. A, that's a tough job. I understand it's their job, but it's still, it's, it's something that is being put out there to the public all the time. And it's, it's asking people so to go up to this un- unobtainable ideal. I think I brought this up before, but in psychology, this is idea theory called uh, an attribution bias yes you know okay and in that you what we see on on the screen we think is true mm. right so if we see her on the screen or like uh the girl from the hunger games yeah they would call her katniss aberdeen in real life and yes. i would imagine they would call her they think she's the act the, they think the she's the actual character or yeah. margaret robbie would be barbie Barbie in reality, yeah. a Harry Potter would be a Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, you like, yeah, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> no, not, it's, yeah, it's, I don't. You don't even know his real name, right? This guy has a real fucking name. Yeah. I don't know his fucking name. What's his fucking name? But he has a real name. You know, he's a real fucking yeah, I person. I can't think of it right now. Yeah, but still, like, you're Tobey Maguire. It would be like Spider Man, but you know, sure. to- because you know, he's Tobey Maguire. Sure. Frodo, right? Yeah. <laughs> But it's sort of the attribution bias is like you think, hey, these people are the characters in real life when in fact they're not. Mm. You know, and the, I think they they have to really, and it must be really exhausting to have to be on all the time. And I think that's a part of their yeah. job to have to be on all the time. Definitely. But it's I think all one of the things we're also talking about here is what is this doing to the audience? Because a big part of any movie, any TV show is the either participation or non-participation of the audience. Right. Because that's who these movies are for, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's for the people that are watching them. It's right. not for the actors or the people that make it. It's for people who watch them. And so we are the, we are the ones who are viewing this material and are viewing these people. Mm-hmm. And so... I think the question that we're bringing up here is what is this doing to the audience who is viewing these images and viewing these people on a constant basis? And maybe even the fact that we get into these confusions between a character that we've seen and that we believe a person to be and who they actually are in real life in terms of the real human being underneath that character. And it's it's a it's a fuzzy uh fuzzy place for a lot of people where they can't make that distinguish the they can't distinguish between the two they don't understand where the line is drawn there 
I mean, some people, it's what you, people tend to believe what they see yeah, on television. Without questioning but it. That goes to the same thing, the attribution bias, right? And part of what the exam I've been studying for talks about that, where you have this person, an actor, portraying himself to be maybe a pedophile on, yeah. a, on, a, on a show. Yeah. But then people in real life go up to him and like, you, how can, I can't believe you're such an animal. Mm. But in reality, no, it's for a role. That's mm. what I was doing for mm. a role, not because this is who I am in reality. Yeah. It's maybe difficult for people to find that distinction yeah. with the lack of critical thinking. Yep. Where it's like, no, what is this movie actually telling me? And I think more people should actually do that, especially the parents who took their children to go watch Barbie. Oh, yeah. They should really think about, okay, what is this movie trying? What message are they trying to give off? Because this isn't just a Barbie movie. Yeah. What what is really happening? Well, like we're breaking it down. It's a big Chevy commercial at one point. Yeah. It's about society as it is today, a commentary on society, at least a small portion of yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's about a mother-daughter relationship as well and how it can be strained because of society and the standards that it places on a woman. Yeah. It's also about the image that's being presented and what's kind of underlying it. And I think that they get into that theme a little bit in this mm -hmm. film, but not enough, perhaps. And what, elaborate, what image? Well, because they do talk about Barbie, you know, when she's in the beginning, she's perfect, right? Oh, Everything yeah. is perfect. Everything goes well. Every day is perfect. And then uh, she starts to have these thoughts of death. And she starts to have cellulite and things start to like not be perfect and she makes some mistakes mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of like this idea where the cracks are starting to be seen a little mm. bit and the persona that you've worn is starting to come off and there's something underlying that but I don't that's as deep uh, as it gets I believe I don't think you go any um, further than that in this film America Ferrera has a point in the film where she starts commenting on what it means to be a woman, yeah. the difficulty of being a woman and how women treat men. Yeah. Right. I, I think that argument would have been better if Barbie would have said it, come to that realization. But America Ferrer said, why? Because why does it take the minority to have to say something? Mm. It's, it's as if the minorities are the only ones who experience these things. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, it just feels like, a stereotype sort of thing why is it only the minorities who suffer with this mm. why is there no other one saying anything like this mm -hmm. black women experience this pain too yeah right or even sure. barbie why is barbie not commenting on it if she was sharing the same thoughts as america ferrera yeah or at least i would have liked for the dialogue to have been between both barbie and margaret robbie mm. right there was one point where a woman stepped in it was like a, an unknown voice stepped in and said yeah she looks ugly right now mm. and then she, the, the voice says oh they should have cast they shouldn't have cast yeah um, margaret Mar robbie for being an imperfect person or something like yeah, that. yeah that was unnecessary i yeah. thought it was like yeah. well another commentary that's kind of making you more uh, conscious of the fact of how uh, amazing Margot Robbie looks, right? At that, yeah, it's about amazing, but I think it would have humanized her if she would have said, 
I agree with you, America Ferrera. Like I know the thoughts that you're having right mm. now are difficult because I'm sharing the same experiences with yeah, you. Yeah. I would have liked for there to be some sort of cohesion or some sort of conversation and understanding of empathy between Barbie and oh, Margaret Robbie. And yeah. I think that at that moment the dialogue was lost. Because if there was some empathy, actual words spoken in terms of empathy, not just actions. Yeah. I think that would have been better served for her speech that she gave about being a woman because yeah. she said, yeah, being a woman is difficult yeah. because I know what you're going through because this is what we're going through with the Kens and this is what we have to do with the Kens yeah. to get our way done. Yeah. Yeah. They, they miss that. Totally. I, I, I don't know. This, this whole conversation is interesting because normally we talk about the psychology within the film and we're not doing this today with this film at least we're talking about the psychology almost of the film in a way the psychology in terms of how it relates to the audience that's watching yeah. and i i think that's well, that's important but i think that it says something about this film and what's going on here in that in that this the psychology of the characters is far less important than the effect that it has on yes, the audience exactly yeah and and what's going on in the interaction between the audience and this film and and how is it impacting the psychology of individuals who are watching it but that us as people as 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 professionals and mental health yeah. should be able to comment on at least how a film or these things affect people yeah many many psychotherapists don't yeah you really hear many psychotherapists just just speak on the same bullshit all the time yeah it's positive psychology it's yeah. cbt or it's psychoanalysis let's yeah. focus on our techniques rather than how yeah. people are affected by yeah. the techniques yeah. james hillman was probably one of the few who said okay, let's stop focusing on making people go back to the past and behave like children. Mm. Let's actually help people fight back against consumerist society. Let's let them start opening their eyes and start saying, I I need to have an opinion about Mm. life and about reality. Mm. And I think for us, when we were watching the film, we are realizing what kind of effect does this film have on us? And because we can elaborate on it, we can criticize it, speak on it, it shouldn't have much of an effect because we start to break it down for us and say, yeah. you know, that film right there is made because of these reasons, but because I know it's made in those reasons, it shouldn't have that kind of an effect on me. Yeah. But I feel sorry for those in the audience who, no, they, they didn't have that. Yeah. They're just passively watching the film. Yeah, exactly. Passively consuming it, watching it for without sure. actually thinking about, okay, is this making me want to go buy a Barbie yeah. Corvette right yeah. now? Is it making me want to go buy more popcorn? Or what is it making me think about myself in relation to these actors and actresses and the Barbie, the Barbie the dolls sex, that the are sex being, appeal, yeah, exactly, the sex appeal, all that stuff, the desire for a Barbie, the desire for the body of a Barbie, yeah. the, the perfectionist. Maybe I don't want to be look like Barbie after this, but maybe I want to look like Mario Robbie. Or yeah. maybe I, I'm a guy coming out of this. I don't really want to be Ken, but I want to look like Ryan Gosling now. Yeah. I'm going to fucking start working out because that guy's ripped. Maybe I want to buy a fucking Chevy. I feel a lot worse about myself after watching him in that movie. Maybe I want a Chevy. <laughs> 
but maybe I don't want to be like the the corporate the corporate leaders because they suck. Yeah, they look very manipulative. Yeah, right. They're very manipulative yeah. people. But maybe I want to be like a Barbie, like yeah. in that way. I want that kind of a life. Yeah, that was an easy way out with that whole Will Ferrell thing. Yeah. I mean, he was hilarious, but. It's like, oh, yeah, the corporate guys are just bumbling fools that kind of talk. They just say the same thing to each other, and there's no real intelligence, and it's kind of like an empty shell. Oh, like, oh, okay, all right. No, they, there, there's some people that are in positions like that for a reason. It's not pe- people are just not, put there for no absolute they reason. They are not followers. They are what we are, but in power. Yeah. They, are in what, they are the guys who know how things will affect and move society. Yeah. You talk about social engineering. They're the ones who are socially engineering. Super smart. Yeah. Well, Super socially engineering and seeing how people yeah. consume or how yes, they're affected exactly. by propaganda exactly. or, you know. Yeah. I think that's the, and the I think society that's, moves. That's why they say that's an easy right, route out because yeah. those guys are not stupid. They're actually really smart, but they're highly manipulative. Yeah. And they're borderline sociopaths they for are. the most part and a lot of narcissists. Yeah. And so that's very different from what you're presenting in that movie when you're showing a bunch of people who can't think for themselves and just talk and listen to the guy at the what top and pass the... whispers down a line. That's wow. ridiculous well, okay. and that's childish. One of the funniest scenes because we were saying, okay, Barbie, Barbie's now in the real world. She leaves Barbie world to go into the real world. Yeah. But she goes into Will Ferrell's office. He's the head of Mattel at that point, yeah. right? And they start to try to get Barbie to go back in the box. So there's, again, it's the hyper real, right? And saying, let's put you back in the box so we can send you back in, into... Um, the Barbie world. So we're seeing a cross between hyper reality and reality. Yeah. Barbie became something real. Now she exists yeah. in our world. The problem with that is that's not true. The problem with that is that these men are not good men, like you just said. Yeah. So they played off as a joke because Will Ferrell starts to chase Barbie out of the office. She says, "I'm going to go use a restroom." So is it a is it a real supposed to be a real world or is it supposed to be a mimicry of the real world of fake reality? Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying. And this is also why it's an easy way out because it's easy because you're, you're making it seem like the thing that is holding people back from progressing in life are idiots and people who don't know what they're doing. And so mm-hmm. that that makes it all the more frustrating if yes, you can't get your ideas out there and you can't succeed because of a bunch of idiots who don't know what they're doing. And it's like, no, that's not actually what's going on. There's very smart people in there. They're just highly manipulative sociopaths who know how to run the system and know how to control and gain power over people. And that's why people aren't able to progress and move into this position. And that's the truth. You know, the other story that you're presenting is a bunch of bullshit. All of them are all men, white men in power too, right? Yeah. At the Mattel office, they're all white men in power. I think, I think there was, there was some attempt to try to have some truth in, in the film. But I think what we've talked about before, if we put, if they push too much, yeah. There would have been pushed back. Yeah. So 
I guess to have them there, but also to save the argument would be we can have them there, but they're all fools because in reality, that's probably how the director or the writer views them as fools. Maybe. Right. Or that's what they're, I don't know. That could be part of the Mattel thing that we're talking about and that the, the what's written into this film is that the CEO and the head of the company are bumbling fools to paint a picture that is not anywhere close to the truth. Yeah. No, the truth is that they care, they care about their bottom dollar. They don't want to show the, the manipulative but they did have sociopaths that. at the top. They did actually have that, though. They did have, like, okay, well, this will Barbie of a mom, single mom, sell? And they're like, yeah, it would sell in this region. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll make it. Yeah. You know, and so they did care about their bottom dollar, but they made them seem so passive and not scary. Yeah. You know, well, at one like point... They'll just, they'll just accept anything. Yeah, they made them seem like they were fools, right? In reality, I think that was their way of taking shots at them without really taking a big shot oh, yeah. at them, you know? Definitely. But in reality, at least from what I know about the business world, it can be cutthroat. A lot of these people are not nice people. They're yeah. very manipulative. They only care about their money, and yeah. it's all political. Yeah. And that's not shown in this film because this film is supposed to be a Barbie film. <laughs> yep. I, I totally, man. I think this is a good place to stop. Okay. This was, it was different than what I expected. That's I, for sure. There's a lot of emotion behind it. I think a lot of anger. Yeah. Between both of us over the film. I'm not quite sure why. What I do you think it yeah, is? And I'm not angry about, I'm not angry about what people would normally be angry about. Cause I think it's, it would be easy to get angry as a man, you could get angry like, oh, the patriarchy stuff and all that. Like, no. I don't really, that's not really a problem for me. It's a lot of the other stuff we're talking about mm-hmm. and the advertising stuff where, where we started off with and is kind of surrounding this conversation. That's everybody. You, Everybody has to be aware of this shit. And if you're not, I don't think, then honestly, you're, some people you're have your head in the sand. Some people aren't aware of it. And that's the sad part. And I think for me, yeah. it's that it's, the idea, like, I found the movie entertaining, and there it was some, there were some stories. I would watch it again. Tear jerking, but I think our role is not just to be passive consumers of media. Yeah, our role is to talk about the realities, yep. and it's interesting because when we break it down, there is actual feeling behind it, as if you know what, it was a big propaganda for sure. machine at one point. And I don't, it was a big I'm not, I'm not big on that. No, it's we don't like being, uh, I guess, manipulated in a way to. Or maybe pushed or influenced in a way to choose Chevy. Yeah. Or to choose... Uh, or that it's happening to other people. Yeah, and it's going to. And I and I think part of it is, too, that obviously we watched this on the opening day. Yeah. And we're in the theaters and we're surrounded by other people who are watching it. And so that's part of the emotion and, and the feeling that's coming along with this is it's in the air. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's exciting, too. And it, it kind of ramps you up, perhaps. I'm glad. No, I'm glad we got to join in yeah. one of these um, life phenomena, yeah. which was Boppenheimer. For sure. All right. So let's do this, man. Let's. We're gonna end this one right now. We are gonna take a little five-minute break, stretch, mm-hmm. and then song for Oppenheimer. Sounds good. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Should we sign off? Yes. All okay. right. This is deconstructing the psyche. This is Amen. Bye bye. Take care. Bye.